Here's the goal scorer, Morgan, and he's done it again! Lewis Morgan with a second of the match! He won't have to oh, He's framed the top 90! It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain! Well, buddy, it only took to the first preseason match for the standard Inter-Miami delay, COVID delay to take effect. I am talking about our preseason game that was canceled, that should have taken place on Saturday. We did not get far. Not, we didn't even get out the gates, dude. We're still stuck like a horse, like at the Kentucky Derby, that's just stuck behind the bars. Yeah, I don't know if you've watched the Kentucky Derby enough, but I, I kind of see you, what you're trying to say there. You still do owe me, and I'm gonna say owe me a trip to Kentucky. Yeah, all right, well, you know. You can come anytime you want, bud. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't <laughs> seem that way. I never invite you. <laughs> I'll get you out there, buddy. Don't worry. But we'll, we'll go once. Well, you don't want to go there when, when you can't go and just watch on TV. You got to go when COVID clears up. But anyway, uh, welcome everyone to the Inner Miami podcast per usual. It is Jay and Alex on the mics with you, bringing you another update. We have a, a pretty action-packed uh, episode that we had planned might call a little audible and drop a little midweek care package bonus episode on you because we just do have a lot of stuff to get to and a great great interview we know a lot of people will be excited about but i guess first and foremost let me let me ask you how are you doing today buddy i'm doing pretty good i gotta say uh we are sitting here on a sunday Afternoon in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. My bracket is busted. I don't know about you, Jay, but this has not been an NCAA tournament for the books. I, I decided to, to take this year and just sit out. Did you? First time in like, I don't know, 15 years. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm well, not even going to dabble. Actually, you know what? I've been meaning to tell you this, and, I, and honestly, there's no better time. But the fact that you didn't organize the office tourney this year now means that there is no office tourney. Well, you know, I mean, I carry that office so, so far, but, you know, I, they, they kind of snubbed Louisville, so, you know, my interest was out. I'm just solely riding on Florida State at this point, but yeah, I wasn't about to gamble on this because uh, I'm not trying to just lose more money over here. I hear you, bud. Outside of March Madness, we did have our last installment of the three parts, not four part, but three part mini series with the supporters groups. As we know, the Northern Pack is now a part of Vice City. So big shout out to Vice City, Southern Legion and the Seas for joining us. That was our second annual supporters group series. And that is certainly an event that Jay and I look forward to every year. Yeah, it, it's truly uh, a good time to catch back up. Of course, we run into them at events and games and stuff like that, but always nice to have them back on the pod so the listeners can you know stay updated and continue to make their decision on which one they want to join. For sure. And you know, if you're a listener of this podcast, you know that we support any of them. And we just encourage people to go out and give it a shot. You know, if you're on the fence of, you know, joining a supporters group or not, you know, you don't know unless if you go out to one of these events. And, you know, this last week seemed to really pick up in supporters groups events. Saw a lot of social medias there going off with videos, pictures, et cetera, from the weekend. So it looked pretty fun. It seemed like a couple barbecues, some cookouts, some soccer matches, some fun, some hollering, you know the thing. Yeah, well, you know, and... We, if you want to at least watch some soccer, I guess at this point, since our 
you know, Miami FC game, which everyone was looking forward to, right? We got, you know, Miami FC and, and Inter Miami playing each other. It was going to be a, a great little local rivalry. But if you want to watch it, you might as well go play a pickup game because uh, <laughs> hopefully this next one's not canceled. Yeah, because it ain't happening right now. We'll see if it gets postponed, but probably not. Yeah, and we again, we have an action-packed episode. We've got, obviously, team news coming at you. we got two new player signings. We have one well-deserved new contract. Fort Lauderdale CF. Fort Lauderdale CF has a new head coach. We will talk about that. And then, of course, we have an awesome interview with none other than I am CF Pabs. He is the EMLS star, and I say star for Inter Miami. Jay, Jay, Jay says star, but he's still a little bit bitter that he didn't get that call from the squad. You know, you know, he plays the sticks, and uh, you know, he was a little, he was a little disappointed. All this practice and dedication for nothing. <laughs> Don't worry, sir. You'll have your shot one day, and I know you'll be prepared. But the next preseason match is March twenty seventh against Tamp against the Tampa Bay Rowdies over in Al Lang Stadium in St. Petersburg. And that's actually the site that last year that game went down. Uh, they had back-to-back -back weeks out there. We went to the first one. Yep. Um, that was, I think, the first non-closed-door preseason match they had. So, you know, like the true Inter-Miami champions that we are, uh, and with a full-charged cell phone battery, we streamed that out to the, to the Inter-Miami uh, Facebook fan group uh, however we will not be doing that this year it is a closed door match and we uh, are going to be at another uh, inter miami event a little fundraiser well i will you i think you have a brunch or something but uh, that you committed to but you well, know actually i was going to tell you later but i'm actually uh you know, I'm packing up the suitcase, charging the drone, and uh, there, there's, no, there's no airports, you there, know, over in St. Pete. There is no airport next to it, so you could fly without being arrested by the FAA. So uh, I'll go do the charity work for the children of the Inner Miami community, and then you drive over by yourself to St. Petersburg. Go find an adjacent parking lot and, and get that drone up in the air and give us a nice Papa George sky cam. Jay has been against the drone and honestly probably keeping me out of some serious trouble locally here in Fort Lauderdale. There is an air pad right next to the stadium. And, you know, it seems like U.S. laws do forbid taking up personal aircrafts into the vicinity. No. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's not commercial airlines. It's more rich people that have their own jets that you're going to upset but yeah, i think the legal repercussions are still significant i don't quite agree but you know no until your drone me. gets caught in a <laughs> learjet g5 turbine and you know takes out a, a millionaire from the sky yeah it probably wouldn't be the best if i just took down like mark cuban there he wouldn't be thrilled and yeah, if that happens you're, you'll look over your shoulder i won't even be there no nah, you'll you, just see me sprinting off into the distance yeah you you, you definitely say that you weren't a part of this i ain't season. going no back to jail about that but uh, <laughs> but anyway we have three regular season games announced and this is big time it's a, it's a little odd scheduling going down but anyway first match of the year of the regular season i dare say will be against the la galaxy this will be a home game on april 18th next match will be at the philadelphia union on april 24th that will be a six day gap between matches and then to our last currently announced match will be against cincinnati fc that will be a home game here in fort lauderdale and that will be on may 16th so Jay, I got to ask, man, because I it, this made me do a little bit of a double take, right? And I think it kind of caught you by surprise when I texted you. I was like, dude, I was like, that is a 22-day break between the Philly and the Cincy game. And 
Does that seem kind of odd to you? Like, do you think that like they intentionally did that? Do you think that there's going to be like games to be filled in during those days? Because that is 22 days of downtime between those two matches. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an inter interesting question there. Um, I, I don't know, man. Maybe they're just leaving some room in case they have to reschedule something. I, I honestly am not too aware of the CONCACAF Champions League schedule, but I, I don't, I'm not sure what that break is. We'll, we'll definitely have to find out what's going on there. Obviously, we've dealt with so many breaks in, in, you know, between games. That's something we, we don't like to see. We don't like to see. And this season is with out a doubt going to be, a, you know, I was going to say infected with COVID, but poor, poor choice of words there. But, uh, but COVID will share its ugly face at some point in the season. We hope that that does not happen too much, but maybe they're using that gap to potentially fill in some matches that maybe would get postponed. Yeah, there's a possibility. Uh, they are going to have fans. You know, they, they're very adamant on having fans. They're going to give a preference to season ticket holders. You're probably looking at somewhere between, I think, three to 6,000 initially to start to kind of you know, give it an initial run, see how everything goes. I, I will, you know, tell you of these three games, the one I am most excited about is going to be the LA Galaxy. Uh, you know, the the Union's a great team. Um, you know, Aronson's over with um, RB Salzburg. And, you know, they're not going to be as equipped. I mean, he's such a talented player, but they're still going to be a really good team. But I, I'm most excited about LA Galaxy because that's that's the home opener that we, that we deserved, that everyone was excited about until... 48 hours prior, it got ripped away from our sweet, soft hands by by the ugliness of, of COVID. And, um, you know, we still have yet to have that true home opener with all the fans, rowdy, pink smoke popping, La Familia singing, goals dropping. And um, even though all the fans won't be able to be there, you know, it, it's, it is some constellation uh, to be able to play LA Galaxy in our opener again. I agree. I agree, sir. I think that, you know, it won't be to the capacity that we all would have imagined it to be, you know, if COVID did not happen, but you know, we'll take it, we'll take it. You know, it's going to be great to play in front of our fans. I know a lot of chatter has been, you know, just what a home field advantage our stadium is going to be once this whole thing goes away, you know, just, just being in the stadium for a few games last year, you know, with more of the supporters groups and, you know, that final match against Cincinnati when we were playing in a hurricane, but to just kind of visualize and be there and, and kind of experience what type of impact the fans can have on the actual match in that arena, it, it's going to be a tough play to come in and beat us, man. It really will. Uh, that's something that we kept, you know, kind of mentioning and, and talking to throughout the games that we went to is, you know, the, the energy is already there and the capacity is is minimal for, for all of those games. I mean, that last game, just to make it into the playoffs with, with you know, Mikey's goal also from, from outside the box and the rain's moving sideways, everyone's wet, everyone's yelling. Like that was just the, the, the kind of prequel, right? The foreshadowing to, to what it can be. And honestly, that'll probably go down as one of my favorite soccer games that, that I've ever been to or watch. And of course I had the privilege of having, you know, my, my good friend and, and you there. And we just had a blast, man. Yeah. I mean, shoot, last year we ran a poll and said, what was the most memorable moment of the 2020 season? And it was that moment that we made the playoffs you know, with that final, you know, goal and ass kicking of yeah. Cincinnati. And so. then checking the phones to see how the other teams were going. Because we did need some some other teams to, to kind of help us out, man. It was a it was truly a, a beautiful moment. Yeah, I think we actually needed to have about like four to five things kind of. It was go like our yeah, way. three out of four that needed yeah. to happen. Yeah, it was uh, 
And it, it all it happened over the course of five minutes. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, 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 needless to say, we are stoked football is back. Football is back. What? In under a month, Jay? We got games real happening? Uh, and I don't want to jinx anything because Ooh. the last season was such a roller coaster. But, yeah, you know, in less than a month, we should potentially have our first official home opener match and uh we're looking forward to it. the fans are looking forward to it. the fans are hungry give them what they want yes sir well you know these three matches are going to be cool we're going to go ahead and see when uh additional matches will be released by the league but as jay said i think it's a no-brainer with la galaxy being the most hyped of the three philly we'll see you know they are the reigning supporters cup champion so we'll go ahead and see if they can run that back with a few new spaces and you know cincinnati fc jay Brenner out of San Paulo, Brazil, is now the highest paid player in the entire MLS. That is, it's going to be cool to kind of see him on the pitch playing our squad. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, it will be. Um, he is highly touted. He is a young, uh, kind of vicious, aggressive striker. This is going to be good. I mean, I mean, he's out of Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo, um, you know, is, is a phenomenal city. If you want to visit Brazil, you're probably going to Rio or, or Sao Paulo. But this is some of those out there. I kind of have an affinity towards uh, my, my Brazilian players. I would, you know, love to, to have him on our team, but we already have our DPs, man. We're already pretty set. But yeah, that'll be a very uh, exciting game. It'll be very interesting to see how much he can impact FC Cincinnati's team because they are... They've had some 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 really hard times expanding, being an expansion team and everything, but uh, should be a good game. Will he be the Ibrahimovic impact or will he be the Chicharito impact uh, is really the question. So well, that's, that's I don't mean Chicharito. Apparently he's had a great offseason of training. He's focused on. Well, we're going to find out real we're, quick. We're going to find out real quick. Uh, but in no way, shape, or form are either uh, Brenner or uh, Chicharito the Swedish god that is Zlatan Ibrahimovic himself, man. I, th I, they probably won't have that big of an effect, but you, you, you got to be able to drop goals to win. Cincinnati can't do that. So with this guy, the, the interesting thing is, you know, how many goals is he going to is he going to score in this first season? Yeah, well, we'll have to wait to find out. Hopefully that's zero against our club. But that is our third match getting played on May 16th right now. And yeah, to follow up with him being the highest paid player in the MLS contract is worth 13 million with 2 million in incentives. So that brings us to a total of 15 million. And, you know, we all know you tune in to the Inter Miami podcast for fast math. But uh, there we go. Yeah, the highest paid player in the league. There we go. Now, um, as far as, you know, that's a great signing, sure, but we've got some new signings of our own. So why don't you kind of walk us through what we're looking at here? Two big signings to touch on today, Jay. And it brings me great excitement to announce Mr. Joven Jones. Hey. For those of you that don't know, Alex just could not deal with me having the soundboard so he now has his own soundboard so um i told him with great power comes great responsibility do not abuse the soundboard and uh so far you know he's doing pretty pretty damn good but we'll see how it holds up throughout the episode i know he's just smiling ear to ear just stoked to have one but go here ahead and welcome here we go let's get it let's get it <laughs> joven jones welcome to the club baby 29 years old, Trinidad and Tobago, 5'11", left back. 
Gosh, it is good to have you on the club here, bud. This will replace Ben Sweat from last year. And, you know, if you're a fan of Inner Miami, you can go ahead and know that Ben Sweat was probably the most controversial player on our club last year. So the man joins our Inner Miami beloved Herons with 38 goals and 269 total career appearances. And this guy, He's an MLS guy, Jay. He's a true MLS guy, and I really like that because I think too many times are we pulling players from overseas out of the MLS. I think at some capacity, you have to have the understanding of the players, the coaches, the tactics, the style of MLS to actually have success in this league. So I'm pretty excited to see him join the team. He first came to MLS in 2015 when he joined the Chicago Fire and made 28 appearances. He then moved to the Seattle Sounders. Two stunts, actually, Jay, with the Seattle Sounders. Uh, he actually most recently in 2020 was with them as well. Uh, 93 total appearances with the club. Uh, he had a short little stint in between those two seasons with the Seattle Sounders in Germany, but he returned for his final year, which was last year. Um, dudes had 96 international appearances for Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, he has an MLS champion, two-time champion, I'm sorry, with the Sounders. This guy not only is going to have an impact on the field, but in the locker room. And these are the types of pieces that win championships. Uh, to just tally onto that, he was just recently called uh, back up to, to Trinidad in, in Tobago. And most notably, you know, this is someone uh, Chris Henderson is very well acquainted with. Mm -hmm. he, he is the... Uh, new director of sporting, taking over for Paul McDonough, coming from the Seattle Sounders. He's credited with really building them up into a perennial powerhouse in the the MLS. But this is someone that he trusts, he likes, uh, good replacement for uh, Ben Sweat. And, you know, we're really starting to see Henderson get his hands on this and take control. Just very similar uh, to the, you know, Gregor, Gregore, however you, you, you want to, you know, pronounce it. Um, you know, he was someone that, that Chris wanted to bring on to Seattle as a DP, uh, ended up getting in Miami as a TAM deal. So, you know, I really like that he is, is, is now steering this boat into uh, the beautiful teal, warm waters of uh, Biscayne Bay. Yeah, and I think that this is a common thread. We see David Beckham clearly more hands-on, bringing in Phil Neville from Diego. And obviously, this is Chris Henderson bringing in some of his guys. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he needs to bring in pieces that he trusts. And honestly, how are you going to get a better impression of someone than playing with them for years? Exactly. No, I mean, he, he I think, his, his talent will be able to come in and, and fill in. It'll be really interesting. I do see him kind of edging himself up there as, as one of the starters. We'll see what happens when Gibbs comes over because obviously LGP, Nico, and uh, Shawcross are all pretty, pretty established in their role so that'll be the, the interesting thing to see through the season but i believe he could probably play in a in a wing winger capacity as well and um you know speaking of, of call-ups again just recently called back up to turn it out in tobago for some friendlies um and then pizarro was also called back up uh, into uh, the mexican squad for uh some friendlies as well so you know obviously i, I say it over and over but man pizarro is one of the most hot up-and-coming Mexican football stars in, in the game today. So, you know, just really happy that we can have him on the team. He's going to continue to grow and, and reach his peak levels and everything. Yeah, I think Pizarro is probably the piece of our attack that most gets overlooked. You know, Lewis Morgan, obviously, all the, all the respect and all the glory that is well-deserved to that man. New contract and all, bravo, bravo. And, you know, having someone like Gonzalo Higuain you know, on the club as well as one of the biggest names in the MLS. And I think Bizarro is one of those people that kind of flies a little bit under the radar that doesn't get the recognition that 
he may deserve. But also, I think for this upcoming year, I think he's going to take a lot of clubs by surprise. I think he will. Um, you know, in like his most comfortable position is really on that left wing. Mm -hmm. that, that's how he was utilized you know, throughout his, his career and, and how they utilize him with the with the Mexican national team. Um, you know, he's versatile, though. We typically play him in, in like a cam roll central with, with you know, flanked on his right by Lewis Morgan and on his left by uh, Pellegrini. Uh, but it'll be very interesting to, to see, you know, I keep mentioning it over and over. I feel like I'm, you know, a, a, a CD that's just skipping. But like with this new system, new formation, I cannot wait to see it. I really think that Alonzo's just wasn't fitting for our, our players. So, you know, we want to let them run free and really reach their maximum capabilities. And, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to jinx this because, you know, we got all hyped up on all the signings last year. It's very easy to do without really seeing, you know, anyone play, but I, I feel pretty damn good. Our, our biggest concern was our, our back line, which unfortunately we thought was going to be our strongest point uh, at the beginning of the season last year. So to see a, a pretty complete defensive overhaul, uh, you know, it, it feels good, man. It feels like we are now a pretty well-rounded team that, that can compete with any team in the league. Yeah, and I mean, a signing like this, too, another piece that we're about to speak about, you know, who's our newest player signing that's going to join us a little bit later, but th this just adds to depth, Jay. You know, you know, we have people like, you know, Dylan Nealis, right, or Christian McCoon, who, you know, we have on this club who are going to need playing time and who deserve playing time. And, you know, adding someone like this, you know, who's established in the MLS, who's been there, done that, you know, not only should probably get the nod, we'll see how the whole preseason goes. And obviously, you know, that injury bug that we spoke about doesn't bite. But, you know, we have a lot of depth on this club now in some spots that in the beginning of the offseason, we simply didn't have. We do. And, you know, you look at like the depth chart and, and, and we shared that, that that was, you know, directly from the MLS. But the back line looks very, very interchangeable, whether they want to go with three at the back, four at the back, uh, you know, play some wingers, sweepers, whatever you, you want to call it. We definitely have... Uh, the players and the one thing I'm, I'm hung up on is you know we reported earlier that that Denzel Ulysses was no longer with the team it, it, it looks like he's back like I, he's he's now back on on the roster um, he shared saying it's great to be back but it, I wasn't sure if he was with Miami FC or Inter Miami and there's not really any news so that's something to keep an eye on uh, you know he's a young up-and-coming Haitian defender uh, we didn't see him last year but you know even if we can just get him back on the academy let him develop some some more or not the academy but Fort Lauderdale CF, you know, it'd be great. But um, I'll tell you what, bud, I am very, very excited uh, about this this next signing we're, we're about to go over. And, you know, this is a rumor that we had heard for a while. It seemed like the deal wasn't getting, getting done. Um, but now everything looks good. Looks like we're going to get a, a reinforcement midway through the season after the summer transfer market opens. And I am talking about none other <laughs> than Kieran Gibbs. Hey, <laughs> the boy's back on the sound bar. Let's go. All right, I'm going to reduce your volume a little bit on the soundboard. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'll tell you what, overall, Absolutely thrilled. This is someone, I'd say probably most notably known from his time at, at Arsenal. Um, went on loan to Norwich City. Now he plays for West Bromwich Albion. Uh, you know, to, to be able to get Gibbs, and I'm just going to leave with this, to be able to get Gibbs as well as Shawcross. I mean, we're bringing in two defenders with EPL experience, and we're bringing them into the MLS. They're senior. They are going to be taking on some leadership roles, really keeping our back line in, intact. And, I mean, these are just these are just absolute power moves that you want to see on a team who's being ran by by David Beckham, you know, the GOAT himself, all of our baby daddies, as we, we've said multiple times. 
Uh, but he will join the summer again on waiting for, you know, the, the summer transfer window to get him on free transfer, uh, 10 years at Arsenal, 2007, 2017 with 137 appearances. Uh, now he plays for West Bromwich Albion, uh, 93 appearances. I mean, this is a guy who's played a fair share. And I think that this is a natural move for him getting both. We're getting two EPL defenders, um, on non DP. Uh, I, I haven't really heard the specifics of the deal it's more of a verbal agreement right now so you know i guess it could kind of fall through but they i expect them to be able to get everything finalized uh but yeah i mean this will be a great addition to the team you know i'm expecting in some capacity gibbs lgp shawcross and nico to be to be starters and uh again versatile rotatable we have quite a, a bit of depth uh you know on our, our back line so Cannot be more excited for this. Uh, it'll be nice. You know, I, I fully expect us to come out, be a very competitive team, but then to get an extra edge up on our back line in the summer is going to be a great way to uh, to finish the season, whether we're exhausted or if people are, are not in form or if the injury bug hits. And I think that's the biggest part of this whole thing. These are like reinforcements coming down the line. This isn't a player who's going to start the season with us. It's, it's going to be a player who joins us midway and will obviously follow through the rest of the year. Exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, cheers to the future. Uh, he is, you know, not not really super old. He's 31, so we're getting someone that's experienced, and he could probably play until he's 35, you know, probably even longer than that. Awesome, man. Well, listen, things are looking up for Inter to Miami in many ways, not just with the players who we recently signed, but big news out of the goalkeeper position, Jay. Mr. Drake Collender was called up to the U. That stands for under-23 men's national camp. He is joining the national team, everybody. That's pretty excited because, you know, this is a this is a position that, you know, we talk to the fans all day, you know, every week, et cetera. And really the goalkeeper is kind of the hottest topic right now in all the chatter. Um, you know, is, you know, John McCarthy our guy? Is, is this our guy this season? Or, you know, was last year a little bit of a flash? You know, we've talked about in the past, you know, his record is pretty strong, especially with the Tampa Bay Rowdies and, you know, obviously the performance that he had at the end of last year carrying us into the playoffs as Luis Robles went out. But, you know, this is it's going to be a it's going to be a position of hot topic. So, you know, Drake Collender will replace Jonathan Klinsman, who did exit the camp with injury. So he will be on the USA's provisional roster for the Olympic qualifier that was announced earlier this month. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, and I believe we shared that on, on social media. But yeah, I mean, like I would love to see some some Drake Collender. I, I really would love to see that. But you know, you and I seem to be at, at difference and I think even, you know, fan to a certain degree from, from our conversations, but like, I'm very confident in John McCarthy, highly touted, uh, coming out of the Tampa Bay rowdies. Um, you know, there's going to be some sort of competition, you know, the, the starters have not been made, but I, I fully expect, I think John is capable, uh, has the aptitude and, and can be a leader. And, you know, he, he showed up when he need to needed to last season and really helped the team out. There's no doubt he has the talent. I mean, we've seen it, right? Like, he's, he's carried this team into the playoffs, you know, probably performed better than Luis Robles over the course of their, their, their tenure on Inter-Miami last year. And, you know, it's really just kind of a question mark to me, sir. I think only time will tell, you know, like most things. But this is a position that I think we probably lack the most depth at this point. So... If Drake Collinger can pick up that backup role, potentially have a couple games, you know, in some spotlights, you know, see how he plays at the MLS level and also get some experience under the U.S. men's national team. I think that's big time. It is. You know, and I don't know if it's it's, uh, it's I don't think it's a depth 
thing because you know most teams will have three three keepers i think maybe you're more concerned from like a talent standpoint right but there are rumors that maybe we get like jan oblock uh well, coming over from from you know atletico but like it's 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 tough i'm sure that we will get a a, a well-known keeper in the future with just having david beckham as the face of the franchise but you know, if John's got to go out there and earn his respect, I'm behind you, buddy. And maybe you need to you need to show you know reassure the people that you are in fact the the man for the job. Well, listen, I respect any man who plays goalkeeper with a hat, right? Like, and that yep. that shit is awesome. More people got to do that. But I guess you know, to your earlier point, you know, talking about more talent versus anything, I actually think, you know, last year was a demonstration of depth that goalkeeper needed. You know, John was our backup. You know, Luis Robles did get injured. He fractured his arm. He's posted a giant scar with I don't even know how many stitches. So mm -hmm. Lewis, it wasn't like Lewis got benched for John. It was the fact that Lewis got injured over the course of play and was out the remaining rest of the season, and John got to fill in that gap. So that's the kind of depth that I'm talking about where right now, if that were to happen to John or if it's more on a performance standpoint of the club, we, we, we need a number two to step in. Yeah, well, you know, that we, we signed Luis Robles with the full intention of him being the starter, you know, and, and, he, and he was named the captain. So captain. So I don't know how much of a, of a competition there, there really was. I feel like, you know, there's probably more competition in, in today's preseason camp between the keepers to see who's going to be the official starter. But again, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I feel pretty comfortable with it. Well, you know who I do feel comfortable with, Jay? Always. Always. And that is Luis Morgan. The postman himself, none other, man. And uh, big, big shout out to Lewis. He was able to get a new contract. Give me a single air horn. I've got it, buddy. Don't worry. About hey. It. <laughs> uh, he has just signed a new contract, three-year deal with an option for the 2024 season. This is a, a restructured deal uh, with targeted allocation money, and a player must earn more than the 2021 maximum salary budget charge of 612500 to qualify for targeted allocation money. Now, it's, um, it's kind of difficult to find contract and salary details for MLS players. They, they like to kind of keep that hush-hush, but it's, it was estimated that he was about four hundred k last season for his salary, so you're probably looking at something... Um, you know, north of that. And, uh, but, you know, working with, with Tam Money, which uh, this club has done so well, but we are very, very happy. You deserve uh, a raise. You probably deserve even another raise. I mean, we are just absolutely thrilled to have you on the team. I was, um, you know, me messaging back and forth with, with Lewis's mom, uh, Veronica, and I was just telling her, you know, how happy and grateful we are as a community that you know lewis has really bought in and, and loves the team and you know wants to be here you know for more than just a year or two uh, it's going to get tough because the, the the better he plays the more interest you know these european teams are going to want to bring him back closer uh to his home of scotland but hey buddy Come on, man. We're going to get three more years of Lewis Morgan. Like, that is amazing. We were talking off mic, too, before, you know, jumping on the pod. And what was what were the numbers that you saw in the transfer market that he was valued at? Oh, yeah. So um, in August 26th of 2020, so we're talking kind of midway through the season, but shortly after the MLS resumed, when Lewis really started started producing for us. I mean, we'd always talk like it's going to be like a, 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 a dam opening and flooding with water. Once he just drops that first goal, the rest are just going to come. And that's what happened. He was valued at a, you know, and this is off, off transfer market. I mean, this is a pretty reputable site. His 
uh, market value in August was 880,000. Today, his market value is 3.85 million. So, I mean, we're talking a significant increase. I believe that uh, is a what four uh, four time increase. More quick man. math, man. We got it. We got it. Someone gave me a college degree, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what like, school did you go to again? I went to state where I'm not going to say that line. <laughs> go Nose. Uh, only one of my teams in the tournament. Uh, but John, um, you know, Lewis in the club, John is agent, uh, and Lewis in the club were able to, you know, put a lot of work into this and, and come to terms that, you know, were agreeable between all parties and, um, he is ours for the foreseeable future. We are extremely excited. I can speak confidently on behalf of the entire La Familia, the entire Miami community, whether that be local or worldwide, every single one of us is very happy about this. Absolutely. Super, super excited. Lewis, you have a home here now and forever. You know, you, you, you always got into a Miami Jersey, bud. But um, Oh, and you were talking about wanting to buy art for your new place. Mm. Because we just love plugging things. We're going to, again, plug Lewis's, uh, his significant other is an artiste. You think, and, um, you think I get a discount? Uh, I would, I don't know. Don't even ask, man. Just support nah, him. Just support, support the it. cause. Well, how about you chip in and support <laughs> the every, cause? Every, you know, I'm, not, I'm not in the market for art pieces right now, buddy. I am, uh, I've, I've purchased all my, all my art pieces. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but outside of Lewis boring contract, big shout out, Lewis, super excited to uh, see that happen. Big, big supporter of the podcast. He was on last year and we look forward to having him back on this year, but outside of the senior club, have some big news for Fort Lauderdale CF. Uh, Darren Powell is the new head coach. Awesome. Welcome to the team. Darren, well, actually not welcome to the team. He was on the team previously, but welcome and congratulations on the promotion to head coach. Yes, sir. Take yeah. it over for Christ. That's Absolutely. Those are big shoes to feel, but Phil. Well, Phil. Did you say Phil or Phil? Oh, I said feel, but then I corrected it to Phil. See what we did there? I did. That I was like good. Okay. All right. But hey, as uh, we just talked about, you know, he served as an assistant coach under Jason Christ, who will now be moved to the senior club to be an assistant coach under Phil Neville. So, you know, there it is. He has been with the club since 2020 and also has held the title of Inter-Miami CF Director of Player Development. So obviously this guy is pretty entwined with what is going on in Inter-Miami world. Uh, the club will open its 2021 USL League One uh, campaign under Powell on Saturday, April 10th against the New England Revolution 2. That match will be at Inter-Miami CF Stadium and is Planned to be streamed on ESPN Plus. So go ahead, check it out, ESPN Plus. And in fact, Jay, every game of the 2021 League One season will air on ESPN Plus. So nice. Yeah. Good thing cool. I have it. Shout out Disney. <laughs> exactly. In, in, in right. that bundle. New, uh, I'm sorry, not new, but the complete season will be announced in the upcoming weeks, but do keep an eye out for that. Um, you know, prior to joining Inter Miami in 2020, you know, Darren served as a head coach of San Antonio FC in the USL championship from 2016 through 2019. He also served as the academy director of Orlando City from 2014 to 2016 and was the head coach of Elon University from 2005 to 2014. So the dude obviously has a pretty outstanding track record. And honestly, everything that you read about this guy, uh, is positive. He is a, he's a beloved coach everywhere he goes. Winning seems to follow him, which is a good thing. And, you know, people think that, you know, we may see his face up in the senior club here soon. 
uh, maybe he, he joins, you know, Christ as well, and he comes up to the to the senior club. Um, I, I'm we gotta get an interview with Jason Christ because I really want to know the intricacies of balancing being an assistant coach with Inter Miami, but also running the the U23 men's team. I mean, he just came out; they beat Costa Rica in Olympic qualifications. Uh, this would be the first time I think since 2008 that the U.S. can qualify. So so far, so good. And uh, you know, big shout out to to Mr. Kreis. Yes, welcome to the club. And in true Inter Miami fashion, we got to give you some air horns. There we go. There we go. All right, man. I'm just I was feeling that I'm gonna regret you having your own soundboard, but it's okay. We'll keep it moving. <laughs> you didn't give it to me. I sought this out. Yeah, you did. You, you kind of brought that in there without without any uh, communication. But uh, at this point, we are going to take a quick break in the news. We will be right back. But in the meantime, enjoy this awesome interview we have with Mr. Pablo Georgiakopoulos. Uh, who is the EMLS star for Inter Miami? Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? We are very, very excited to have uh, someone very special on the podcast. First time guest, probably the first guest we've ever had in this space, honestly. We are talking about the man himself. You may know him as IMCF Pabs, but his real name is Pablo Georgiakopoulos. And before we get started just because I know Alex is so, so excited about this being a Greek man himself. Tell us a little bit, um, you know, about yourself and, and I guess, you know, without going too deep into it, tell us kind of your, your background between your, your, your parents as far as, you know, their, their nationality and ethnicity because Alex is one of the most proud Greek people you will ever meet in your life. Tekanis! Tekanis kala, eh? Um... So yeah, guys, uh, like you said, Pablo Jokotopoulos, um, I'm 26 years old. I moved here into, my, into Miami from Valencia, Venezuela. I was actually born and raised there. Um, and then my mom uh, actually met my stepdad, and then they brought me here when I was like 14 years old. And uh, I've, been, I've been living in Miami since, uh, since then, probably like 2008, 2009. And I went to high school here. I went to John A. Ferguson for one year in Kendall, ninth grade. And then I met a bunch of my friends that are now my friends, and they all went to Ronald Reagan High School in Doral. So I basically made my parents move from Kendall to Doral in <laughs> order to be able to go to Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, and that's where and that's where I went my sophomore, junior, and senior year. And then after that, I was able to get recruited by Barry University to play NCAA Division II uh, soccer collegiate. And okay, so you're actually Miami. an athlete outside of just being a, yeah, a yeah, gamer. Yeah, yeah, a lot a of times, outside of FIFA. Yeah, a lot of times those, those two don't coincide. But yeah, where's yeah, the uh, where's the Greek come from? Is that your mom or your pops? No, no, that's my dad. My dad actually moved to Valencia uh, to Venezuela when he was like 21 years old uh, from Athens, uh, and then yeah, he basically lived there. He's he's still there actually. He he's he's living there with uh, with my brother. And my sister, and then I have another sister that lives in Spain, uh, in Madrid. Wow! You know, I gotta ask, what is your favorite Greek island out there? There's a lot of them. There's Santorini. There's Mykonos. There's yeah, Pados. I'll, there's Crete. I'll, I'll, I'll probably say I'll probably say Mykonos. Oh, I'll probably you, say Mykonos. It is very expensive though. 
But I mean, if you're gonna go have a vacation, you know that you're gonna spend money, right? You gotta go all Everyone out. who knows what goes down in Mykonos <laughs> knows what this man is doing in Mykonos. <laughs> literally, literally, hundred <laughs> percent. So, last thing I guess on on the the, the Greek background before we get into uh, you know your, yourself as the representative for Inter Miami on the the EMLS side, but uh, what's your favorite Greek food spot down here? I would have to say uh, there's this little like small restaurant um, in downtown Miami, which is like in front of the Miami Tower. You know the tower that like changes colors at night. Yeah, yeah. Was it? The uh, there's like this like little Greek spot that's I actually do not know the name properly, but it's literally right there around the corner, and it's basically like a hole in the wall. But it's so good, guys. It's so good. I highly recommend it. All right, we'll have to check it out. You know what? I got one that may be a little closer to everybody in Broward. Is it Greek Island? It is. It is, of course. It Greek is. Island's Over phenomenal. on Oakland, US 1, talk about it. No talk reservations. It. Get there early. Just with your, straight with your walk day. in. Yep. Just straight go into the, straight into the action. <laughs> Open kitchen. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right. So we got to ask you, man. We, we, this is the first time you're being on the podcast. Hopefully not the last. You know what I'm it talking won't be, about? It won't be the last one. My man. But what got you into professional gaming in the first place? And obviously, you just shared yourself you played soccer at a collegiate level but you know what got you into more of the e-gaming world well um so like i've been playing fifa since i was like since, since like fifa 10 right like i've been playing ultimate team and i always was just like a casual right like just like a regular casual player like playing 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 and then um like fifa 18 started like 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 it came out right and then i was just like okay like i'm, I'm actually gonna give it a shot right and then in the weekend league i started playing it and I would not pass from like 26 wins, right? And then to become verified, you got to hit 27 wins on the weekend league prior to like a certain date, right? Mm. So FIFA 18 took place. Little Pabs did not verify himself. He was not be able to compete. And then FIFA 19 came along. And then I was just like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm actually going to give it a shot. And then we tried, we tried, we tried. And we were not able to hit 27 wins either way, right? We were just like, okay, you know what? Like, I guess this is not for us. And then a new title came out, FIFA 20. And then I was just like, okay, I'm, uh, I got my own money now. I work. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to put a little bit of money into the game, open packs, and mm. see if I could get a proper team in order to compete. Pay to play. I literally verified myself within the second week. Literally within wow. the second week, I was just like, okay, you know what? Let's put our mind into it. Boom, 27 wins. We're like, all right, let's, you know, like we're verified now. Let's try to compete in the regional qualifiers. And then... Yeah, the first qualifier took place, and we literally made it out out of the Swiss format. So the Swiss format, for the people that don't know, is if you're one and zero, you play somebody that's one and zero. If you're two and zero, you play somebody that's two and zero. Got it. So that's so how that's how talent level. Yeah, that's how FIFA used to do like qualifiers. Now this year is double elimination bracket. Like you're at the top, you're in a winners bracket, you lose, you go to losers, you lose, you're out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So back then was a Swiss format where you played every single one whenever you have like the same record. So, so kind of like cut out. Is e-gaming right now for you a full-time job or is it part-time or no. talk to me about that? It's, it's actually part-time. I'm actually uh, an account executive and logistics uh, operation person for uh, Freight Forwarder. It's called Onboard okay. Logistics. It's called Onboard Logistics. I handle, I basically handle a couple of VIP clients and then on the on the import side of the company of like every single like shipment that takes place coming from like anywhere in the world coming into like miami new york la you name it 
So, so you yeah, are mortal for the time being, at least until I'm I'm on the emails, I'm on the phones. Yeah, uh, from he's nine a, to six, I'm just like guy. Oh, he's a that. guy just like everybody else listening right now. I love it. <laughs> now, yeah, you, um, yeah. So uh, definitely, just, definitely a part time thing for me in regarding the FIFA scene. Yeah. Very now cool. you you know you Very so cool. the EMLS scene is is primarily Ultimate Team, correct? Correct. Now, you keep saying we and. You know, I, I'd like to thank, you know, a lot of people come in here and they're very, very humble. But I know just from being a, a gamer slash nerd myself and kind of grew up playing first person shooters and saw that competitive world emerge. There yeah. is a lot more than just the player. So tell us about, you know, the we, the team that you have in place, the people that support you in your vision. Yeah. So like whenever uh, my mom actually like, like jumps into this, whenever I like speak in Spanish, obviously to her, she doesn't know English, but I, I, tell, I tell her like, in regards of we, and whenever I say we, I say me, myself and I. Like, okay. <laughs> all right. Like me, myself and I, cause like, obviously whenever you're playing ultimate team, you're just like one versus one person. But obviously I have a team behind me, which is like Nick Moyo and then Alyssa Gentile and then Mike Ridley from, from the, from the team. And they have been extremely supportive. And then they have been following every single one of my games. And to be honest with you, I literally could not be happier with them in regards of like the response time on the support side and everything. They have made every, like they have made everything very crystal clear in regards to stuff. And I'm extremely grateful for that, to be honest with you. Excellent. Now I know there's a lot of strategy, especially like in shooters and stuff. So there's typically a coach. Do you have anyone that is in a coaching role or a mentor role for you in FIFA? Or is it mainly just, no, I'm going out there and I'm doing my thing? No, so like I actually like last year, whenever the qualifiers took place, uh, a buddy of mine that I actually met through FIFA and he he was in Indiana and then he was like, Pab's like, long story short, I'm moving to West Palm Beach. And I'm like, all right, bro, that's awesome. You're like two hours away. Like we could definitely like meet, meet up and like, you know, catch a drink or something. And his name is Daniel Blanc. He goes by Polpe123. And, um, and he's actually been like my coach in the last like, six qualifiers that I have played nice. and in like four of them, it has been very successful. And then in other two ones, it's just me not completing like the proper, like I would say the proper techniques and mechanics in order to be the other player. Mm. Now walk us through the, the EMLS structure, because obviously if you're just playing, you know, on the weekend league or just during the week, you're playing random individuals, right? But with the EMLS structure, you know who you're playing. So yeah. is there is this similar to how you would play any sport, football, basketball, soccer, uh, in real life? Is there a scouting aspect? Are you watching film or previous games trying to understand their style and where you could exploit? Definitely, definitely. Um, I I am very good friends with a bunch of them. So like we are, we are all like on a Discord together, uh, and like we share our screens in order for people to just like see us practicing in quotations. I would say, and you basically do scout in, and like you basically do understand what the other players like mechanics and basics are. Mm -hmm. So like whenever uh, the five three two formation got introduced into FIFA, and which is one of the most meta formations now. Um, a bunch of the, the boys in the EMLS implied that formation mm. and you basically have to find a counter in order to break them down and basically get the result from them, mm. right? So, yeah, definitely in regards to the structure of the EMLS, there's 27 of us, 27 uh, players competing, and you basically play best of one game with every single one of them. And then it is, it is like divided into League Series 1 
So they give you a schedule for League Series 1, and then they give you another schedule for League Series 2. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you play all 26 games against all the other players. And so that's the regular season. But how before, so we all play FIFA, right? Everybody listening yeah. to this podcast probably has some actual connection to FIFA. How did you become the actual EMLS representative for Inter-Miami? What was that process, right, in the, in the selection of yourself? Yeah. So um, in FIFA 20, uh, the, the season ended, like the competitive season ended, and I was actually placed number 11 in North America. And um, I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I might have a shot at this whole competitive scene, right? Like, I, I, like I'm like i 11th in North America on PlayStation. There's other kids that are, like, below 50s, and they're signed to players. And they're, they're, sorry, they're signed to teams. So I have a buddy of mine at Scuff Gaming. I don't know if you guys know what Scuff Gaming is. Do you guys know what Scuff Gaming is? Not like, the controllers me. that have the paddle the oh, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, back. Yeah. So, like, an elite controller. Like, an elite controller, yeah. yeah like, Battle Beaver, uh, yeah. Other control, other control freaks. Or I bought one. It's supposed to be indestructible. Turns out it's, it's not supposed to make you better too, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it might, might have made me a little better, it but FIFA. it wasn't indestructible. I dropped it too much. Because like the paddles in the back, it's yeah. basically like an X in a circle. So I rather just from motion, I would just rather press the other button. But I have a buddy at Scuff Gaming. He goes by Alex Mataisi. That's his name. And um, he literally came up to me. He's like, "Pabs, Inter Miami is going to be in the EMLS next season." And this was like. 2020 like last year like mm -hmm. like beginning of last year i'm like you want me to like try to connect you i'm like bro what do you mean like <laughs> of course like let's make this happen like trust me i know i have what i can to be able to compete and like it would be a perfect fit for into miami because like obviously the whole hispanic side and like miami rate kind of raised here and like i went to high school here i went to college here so it's gonna be like a perfect fit right so he sent out an email to the EMLS because Scuff Gaming is sponsored by, uh, sorry, the EMLS sponsored by Scuff Gaming. There you go. And uh, so he knows like Nandi, Bayon, all these, all these guys from the EMLS. And he basically like shared like my small resume in regards to like FIFA. And the EMLS connected me with Inter Miami, right? And then I just received an email from, from Nick actually, like when I was in my job, like literally sitting on my nine to five job, like there I'm on the computer, right? That I'm email. Hanging out, and I just received an email from Nick See, at Inter Miami. Everyone. I was like, no way, like, what do you mean? Like, I, this has to be spam. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't like stand up and like, I'm out, I quit. No, you, this has to you, be the newsletter, you. guys. <laughs> so so yeah um i went through like four zoom meetings with nick and ag uh i met them obviously i kind of just you know like i sold myself to them in regards of like my purpose and like what i want to do and like the way that i compete and like everything else so it was kind of like a two months like two month um what's it called like recruiting process and then yeah they just kind of like were like hey look in regards of all the other candidates that we have, we definitely want to move forward with you. And I was just like stoked. Hell like, yeah. I was just like, let's yeah. go, guys. So that was let's like go. a formal interview. It wasn't like, yo, you got to play our intern who just graduated college and has been doing nothing for <laughs> or, four years. Or like, you got to play Jay Kington and, you know, test your luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but then they actually brought me into to the stadium. I don't know if you guys saw the video that I played uh, Pizarro, yep, yep, yep. Macoon, and George Acosta. And whenever, like, I, I showed up to, like, the suite where we were playing on the suite, uh, and I just saw the cameras, and I saw everybody, like, they were recording us already. I was like, there's no way that they're doing this for everybody else that's, like, a mm -hmm. candidate. Like, they for sure 
already picked me, but they haven't told me anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now, so were you nervous for those games? Like you're for playing sure, some, some sure. you know, pretty successful. Like I'm game, literally, right? I'm there, I'm there in the suite and I just see Pizarro walking in and I'm like, uh, like yeah, yeah, I can't go oh. in three, man. I gotta, I gotta win all. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually started losing against Rodolfo the first game. Really? Yeah. Well, hey. Well, you got to make it interesting, right? You can't. You know. We were playing. We were playing a kickoff Inter Miami against Inter Miami. Let's yeah, let's yeah, hop yeah, on yeah. the ultimate team and yeah, let's see yeah, how yeah, that goes yeah. there. Let me get the players I know exactly. Exactly. So. Yeah. Let me get the Vieras. Let me get the Croats. Let me get the Pelés. Let me yeah. get. Let me get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know what. I guess initially got you into the sport. I mean, obviously it's very big in, in Latin America, but did you grow up loving, was there a club that you grew up, you know, loving? And then obviously you came to Miami, they're getting a new MLS team. Why not just get on board with a local team? But tell us about yeah. your, your past kind of coming into the sports. So, so like when I was like seven years old, like my mom literally decided that she was like, Hey, look, you got to play a sport. Right. And I was just like, all right, like little pabs, it's just there, sitting at home, playing on the computer, RuneScape or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And then um, she put me like into tennis, uh, swimming, soccer, baseball. And then like, it was like literally like three months of just like going to every single practice. Right. And I was just like, man, like I can't do this. Like mm. I literally cannot physically do this. Like my knees are starting to hurt because of like, I'm going from tennis, which is like concrete, to soccer, which is on cleats, to swimming. <laughs> Seven years right? old with like, some knee problems. Yeah, yeah, I imagine that, right? So um, I told her that like, I wanted to get out from baseball and like from like swimming and all of that. So I just like got left with like tennis and soccer. And then like soccer was just like a big thing for me. Like it kind of just like crushed me in regards of like, like this is what I want to do, right? Like I want to be a professional soccer player whenever I grow up and everything. So I played, I played at this like, small club slash academy in Valencia, Venezuela, mm -hmm. that it was called Club Italo, which is like an uh, Italian club, basically. Mm -hmm. like, that's, that's, that'll be the translation. And I played there my whole life since I like, was oh, 7 to 13, right? Six, six years. And then I used to always support Barca, uh, Barcelona. Like, uh, like ever since Ronaldinho arrived to Barca in 2003, I literally became a Barcelona hard-die-cule fan. Like, literally, like... So, so diehard fan that I even used my tax return money to go to watch the Liverpool Barca game in Camp Nou. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. I, yeah. uh, you know. All right. I'll, I'll respect it. I, I've got my beefs with Barca, but I'll respect it. No, I, 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 know we, I know we've been struggling, but like at the end of the day, you're supporting the club. Oh, no, know? no. I'm just talking about living through like, they're like the Patriots of the, of the soccer world. Where they're just, they're always winning, you know? It's yeah, but not, lately we haven't been winning. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the normal one. I don't think that's the right one, buddy. Well, you know what? We're just going to move on from that one. But uh, <laughs> this is why you're not allowed on the soundboard. <laughs> soundboard got taken away from me. Nothing got worked on here. But, uh, but, but, Pab, talk to me about how, how much do you practice a week? Because, you know, I'm putting in about 10 hours of work about a week right Man. now. Is that enough? Yeah, 10 hours of work and about 30 hours of gaming. You need to get your ass yeah. back in the office. <laughs> that's, that's, a proper full that's a proper full-time yeah, full job We work right together. <laughs> one of us works and the other one just... Same. No, but like, um, so yeah, I definitely, like, I would say like I put minimum two hours into the game daily. Like I, I literally where I'm sitting, like if I, if I'm like sitting here, right. And I'm like, I have my computer in front of me, like my job computer, right. Mm -hmm. And like my other monitor, I literally just, as soon as 6 PM hits, I change the HDMI and I go and I hop on FIFA, right. Like mm -hmm. I, whether I'm like playing pro clubs, 
ultimate team. And like lately, it's just been proper ultimate team in order to like practice for like the last chance qualifier that's coming up, um, I believe like yeah. mid-March. Answer me this question. Are you working Talk. remote for your job right now? Yeah, Man, I'm working from home. That like, is some trouble for your job right yeah. now. No, 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 a hundred percent. So like, are you no. streaming or not? Just so you can save your job. No, no, I'm streaming past 6 p.m. in order to save my time. There's the boy. But, but where are you streaming on so everyone can watch? Yeah, I'm streaming on Twitch on my channel, which is IMCF underscore Pabs, and from the club's channel, whether it's on YouTube or Twitch, which is InterMiami underscore CF. My man. So question, when you're not playing FIFA, what game are you playing? I know you talked a little bit about Call of Duty. Where are you at outside yeah. of FIFA? Yeah, Warzone, man. Warzone is like my output, like my like getaway from FIFA. Like, hey, look, I'm I'm having a bad time on FIFA. I'm gonna go ahead and jump into Verdansk Warzone until you and, come like, across a hacker and have a worse time on Warzone. The the worst part is that I disable crossplay in order to not play with hackers. Bro. So that, that's <laughs> what you have to do because that, that's how we could get up is we could do crossplay, but you gotta run with all the PC guys with their aim. Yeah, yeah, but like I have, I have buddies that like play on PC as well, so we just you know we just jump on. Enable crossplay and then forget it. You know, yeah, like if we yeah. get killed by a hacker, we get killed by a hacker. If we don't, then we're, we having, we're having fun getting headshot yeah, from yeah. <laughs> 500 meters away. It's fine. <laughs> well, listen, let's pivot back over to FIFA. And Pabs, gotta ask, what is who who is the most talented FIFA player on Inter Miami right now? FIFA player, who's your best guy? I'll I'll probably say either Julie Carranza or Rodolfo Pizarro. Which is like those, like whenever I played Pizarro in the little uh, like uh, trial that I had, he actually like showed that he actually knew how to play the game. And that's somebody that I actually like, you know, I was just like, oh, you know what? Like he actually knows. <laughs> and then Julie, whenever we play each other, whenever we play online, uh, we definitely, I, like he knows how to do the simple X's, the shots, the, the, can the not the counters, but like the finesses. And that's somebody that like, yeah, that definitely knows the game properly. And just, just, just tell the user, the listeners, where are you right now? Just, just so we can have the perspective. R right now, um, in my buddy's office in the raw. Okay. And, um, just I literally sure. told him coming from where. Yeah, tell them where told, you're coming from. <laughs> what happened? Tell them where you're coming from. I'm coming from a Sunday league final in the raw where we won one zero. He's like a steel and we got the dub. He, he, yeah, he's we got pure the dub. quality. He's pure quality. And, now, and apparently and Huli, Huli Karanz is hiding behind the door. <laughs> the no. worst part, the worst part that he probably is. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but so, you know, thoughts on the club itself. You know, obviously, you know, you represent Inter-Miami on the gaming side of things. Obviously, that has to translate into being a fan of the club. How? Yeah, yeah, huge what, fan. What, what are your expectations? You know, what, what, are you, what are your projections of this club moving into 2021? Well, um, I want to do like a little recap in regards to my last season first because I feel like it was like a phenomenal season in regards of the club making playoffs like within the first season of, of being like competing. Like there was huge po uh, positives it on the club side, on the player side. Team. Say it again. It doesn't happen for every expansion team out there. Do no, no. It literally doesn't happen. Like you're like, there's like other clubs that like have been in the MLS for like certain amount of time already and they didn't even make playoffs like mm -hmm. once. And like Inter Miami comes into the picture, you know, with a new mentality, with a new like idea. And we were able to compete and we were able to obviously, yeah, like we got knocked out in the first round of playoffs. Yeah, it happens. But then like we made it there, you know, we played a huge game against FC Cincinnati where like it was literally like storming uh, yeah. in Miami. It was raining and sideways. We got the three points there. Yeah. 
we get the three points there in order to make it. So like it showed that the club actually has like willpower in order to fight for stuff, right? So I feel like that's a great fundamental in regards of last season that Phil Neville, now the new head coach, could definitely bring on and could definitely like, you know, push the players more in order to like request like, like, you know, like that little extra mile that the player needs to do in order to like complete a pass or like get to a tackle. And I think that like, Honestly, I feel like this upcoming season is going to be like very, very, very uh, big for us. Like, I think that the right ideas are coming in. And I feel like the right players are coming in as well. Like Ryan Shockers, which is coming from the Barclays Premier League, which is like a huge signing for us because mm-hmm. it could definitely like bring a lot of experience in the back. And then Gonzalo, which is like, he, yeah, he had a rough start when he scored only one goal last season, but he's definitely coming in with a different mentality. You know, mm-hmm. hey, look, we're here to fight. And that's what we've gotten doing. And then, yeah. He, looks, honestly think that we, he looks good. I know the new beard that, you know, Gonzalo has. On he has, right now, he has it going for him. He, he really got, has it going for that, 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 right, that music easy group, guys. Uh, Ross, Ross thing going for him. It, look, we, we keep we keep referencing the same kind of thing. Is We have raw talent. We have very talented players. I just don't think the system, Alonzo system in particular, was how this team thrives. So you bring in a Phil Neville, who is much more Gary and Jorge's guy, right? And this is going to change yeah. the system that they're playing in. And we hope that we could, you know, in the right system, in the right formations, with the right mentality, that we're going to start seeing a lot more results, especially with a more sound defense. Because there were several games we lost by one goal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just yeah, flipped yeah. that we're up on its head, and then we were taking home W's. But we were always on the game, which is in the game, which is always good because like mm-hmm. whenever teams go ahead and they score two, three, four past you, then okay, you were never in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were in the game whenever it was zero zero, but then that was probably like within the first ten minutes of the game. But then whenever you have a one zero game, like over the ninety minutes, hey, look, you were literally just one simple like pass away from scoring, one shot away one mistake from them away from getting the three points, you know? Well, like, I felt like it was like a microcosm that was all building up to one moment, the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Before we even played Cincinnati in the final game, that felt like a hurricane we were playing outside. But before that yeah. match, right, when we played, uh, was it, was it T- Toronto, right? When Toronto. Ben Sweat made that foul, right? And that box, was it, yeah. right? And yeah. it was just a split moment that our guys are playing phenomenal the entire match, taking down a pretty tough opponent. And then for one yeah. second, you know, you know, lapse of mental, right? And then boom, that was it. That that we could have literally that would have been at least five games last season that if we didn't have that one. And literally, no, 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 you know, and NYCFC yeah. comes back to memory too, and the MLS is back as tournament with oh, a yeah. lob pass right over the top, or go back to the very beginning against DC United. I totally agree. We were going to be two zero, and then. Roman, the no. point is, yeah. is you're absolutely right. It's the <laughs> fact that we have been in every single match, right? It's not the fact that we've been blown out five to zero or yeah, exactly. three to one, things 100%. like that, right? Like we're right mm-hmm. there for the cutting edge. Yeah, which is good, which is good because like obviously other teams are getting blown out, right? By other like by Atlanta United, like let's say like whenever they be, I don't even know who they be like, but they, I know they, they would like be rocking other teams. Very few. And then whenever they come here and then they're just mm-hmm. up 2-1 against us or something like that, that shows that, you know, hey, look, we have these fundamentals. We're just like one like tick and like one screw away from actually getting the three points, you know? Yeah. So tell us what is next for, uh, for IMPC. Or not I. That's our IMCF. That's our acronym. IMCF. Sorry, acronym. Well, because uh, Diddley uh, Cristalito won the series two. So what comes? What comes next on your front? 
So um, we have this thing called the last chance qualifier where the uh, spots from 12 to 27 compete for one single spot on the MLS Cup playoffs. Um, I go against uh, JKO from New England, which in the regular season we tied 2-2. But I honestly feel like I should have gotten the three points. Like I was up to zero against them. And then I, I honestly think that like the nerves just kind of got into me like in the last minute of the, of the game. And I just like made a small mistake in regards of hitting it like a diagonal through ball mm-hmm. where I gave him the ball for the last chance. And he actually went back and scored on me for the 2-2 like in the last minute. So I feel like I, I, I feel confident in regards to that first game. And then after, we'll see how the bracket plays out. But we have the last chance qualifier coming along uh, mid-March, I believe March 15th, 16th, some of those two dates. And um, and then we'll see if we could definitely like make a proper good run in order to like jump into the MLS Cup playoffs. Because I honestly feel that we we should have been there. Like we, I dropped points. I dropped points when I shouldn't have dropped points. And we were only three points away from making the playoffs in our first season, you know? So like, you know, in, the, in League Series 1, we were in the power rankings, like as fifth, we come in, we were fighting, we were getting the three points here and there. And then after it was just kind of like backtracking in regards to all the stuff that I had already done. So, so yeah, definitely last chance qualifier in order to be able to make the MLS Cup playoffs and then go against Philby from Toronto FC, which is, that will be the first game it, whoever from, from whoever makes it out in the last chance qualifier. Well, you know, you're going against people that have probably been, you know, competitively gaming with FIFA for, for many, Four, many years. Four or five years. So, yeah. So yeah, coming yeah, yeah. in, this is your first true uh, professional gaming experience. And I think you've yeah. represented the club well. I've, I've watched uh, Thank some you so of your much, streams and, and, and I appreciate it. trying to stay up with everything. So so just because I like it, because again, I'm a nerd myself. I want to update all the Yeah, things. me too. Trust um, me. So just, you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. Like, well, I mean, like also thanks. keep doing what you're doing, but also... Word for some youngsters out there. I yeah, mean, we got anybody a lot that of young wants listeners get... right now. I mean, like, talk, like, what kind of like direction can you offer someone who's looking to get into the e gaming world? I'll definitely, I'll definitely think that just like put in the work, right? Like, like whenever you put in the work into your craft, that's where you get better, right? So, like, yeah, I mean, I was a, like, if you guys know like the weekly rankings, which is like bronze, silver, gold, elite, elite three, elite two, elite one. I actually started as a like goal two, goal one player. Like I was like out of 40 games, I would get like 20 wins. I would go like 20 and 20, right? And I was just like, all right, you know what? Like we gotta do better. <laughs> we gotta do better. We gotta go better. And then we just, you know, we were putting in the work, we were putting in the time. We we're like reaching out to other like pro players. At the time, obviously, they didn't some of them didn't answer because, you know, like they live in their own world and stuff like that. But a few did, right? And then you would just ask like regular small tips in regards of like, hey, look, like what should I do in this situation? Hey, what should I do here? And that's where like you actually learn and you actually go back into your gameplay and you like understand that, hey, look, this is what I should have done in order to like get a goal, in order to get a chance. And I would I would definitely just say to put in the work, to put in the practice, to put in everything. And so obviously like, hey, yeah, you get knocked out several times, but always get back up and always go and keep on fighting if this is what you actually want, you know? Yes. So, so there's times that, you know, Jay and I watch games and, you know, watch someone like, you know, Lewis Morgan and we'll be like X button, X, X, X in the middle. Like a simple, is, a simple X. Yeah, exactly. Step right? over, step like, over. Is, go. is there ever a time that you're like, listen, who on? Like, uh, listen, bro, like you got to hit that X button a little bit quicker on this, right? Like, is there any time that you educate yeah. some of the players that you may play with? 
For sure, for sure. Like uh, whenever, whenever I jump into pro clubs, right? Like all my buddies here, like that are outside, we all play like pro clubs together. We're like Division One. I play as any, you know. Like I'm like controlling the computers and they're just like controlling the attack, right? And then like I always like give a small tip, like here and there. Like I always like, yo, you should have done an X. Hey, shoot, bro! Like you were wide open. Yo, like beat the AI by doing this. Beat this. Yeah, like I, like uh, obviously I have a bunch of buddies behind me regarding like like this new like breakthrough season that i had uh just because like before i was a casual and then like from night to day i'm a pro and then they were just like Pav, like you definitely got this you're definitely doing this properly you know you're just missing like those like small tweaks and those small tweaks are like the ones that i give to them whenever <laughs> we're playing pro clubs you know mm. so like whenever like i'm competing my heart it's like up here like boom 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 <laughs> right and then and then that's whenever like i gotta keep, keep calm and use those like small tips that i give to them for my own for my own like like proper gameplay Excellent. Excellent. Well, I know you're uh, really wanting to get to celebrating your uh, weekend league win here, so we will not keep you any longer. Sunday we, league vibes. Sunday <laughs> league. We, we do not want to keep you, but we thank you so much for coming on to the show. Maybe we'll nah, get guys, up in the honestly, future. Honestly, I appreciate it a, so much. It's the a, first time. It's not the last. It's not the no, last. No, no, no. It won't, be, it won't be the last, guys. It definitely won't be the My last. Man. We can definitely in, do it until, again. Until he links up with us on Crossplay Call of Duty, then he never wants to talk to us again. <laughs> we could definitely jump in. We could definitely jump into Crossplay for sure. For we'll sure. Some, we could jump into Verdansk and then pop off. My we'll, man. We'll, we'll tell the listeners while we're jumping off the microphones where they can connect with you. Love to hear a little bit more about it. For sure. For sure. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. For everybody listening, stay tuned to Inter Miami Podcast. These guys are doing like the best thing possible for the club. And yeah, let's keep it going. Excellent. Plug your social before we go. Uh, my socials on Instagram is Pablo Andres with double E. And then my Twitter is IMCF underscore Pabs. And that's my Twitch as well. IMCF underscore Pabs. I go live on the weekend league and during the week for rivals and rewards. Excellent. My oh, man. we always end everything with Vamos Miami. Gracias, mi Vamos amigo. que vamos, dale. <laughs>Pretty awesome interview. Thank you again so much, Pops, for coming on the show. Uh, that's just to learn the the, the inner workings of, of the eSports leagues is always awesome. I mean, what a great, great guy to, to have representing your club, man. Yeah, and then, Jay, I know, I know you're still a little bitter about not getting that call, but... I've come to terms with it. It's okay. It's all right, man. It's all right. Have you guys played FIFA since? We have not. Well, he's, he's PS4. Ah, that's uh, right. so he, he's, he's right. a PlayStation guy. I'm uh, I'm Team Xbox, but uh, we are going to have to get up on some crossplay uh, Call of Duty, I guess, just to just to get out there and see who you know. Maybe he's got me on FIFA. We'll see if he can get me on the the Call of Duty zone. <laughs> no, it was it was pretty cool. We've uh, I don't well I can only speak for myself, but I have never even spoken within esports game star personally so it was cool to kind of learn about you know his world definitely you know i mean i've i've i've, I've i have come across many people who say they are on, on xbox but i don't know if it's if it's legit true so we do know that uh, that pops one but since this interview uh you know the the emls season uh for series one and series two has come to and we we covered this previously but just to to recap uh, he represented Inter Miami during both um, the EMLS season, League Season One and League Series Series Two. Ooh, really struggling here with the 
pronunciations. Uh, capping his season with a run to the semifinals of the last chance qualifiers. But in League Series 1, Pabs kicked off Inter-Miami's participation in the EMLS with a competitive start in, in League Series 1. He ultimately fair, fell short uh, of the knockout rounds but scored third most goals in the qualifying rounds with 44. In League Series 2, he showed more promise in the second tournament, this time uh, finishing 18th out of 27 players, though he didn't qualify for the knockout rounds. It's, it's Austin has this guy who's just like a, a machine. But uh, League Series 2, Diddy Crislito um, from NYCFC actually won that. I, I, I did watch that game in, in true nerd fashion. <laughs> Like the nerd you are, Jay, but I support it. But hey, don't worry, dude. You can you can always play me and me and Dan and FIFA. We got we got Xbox, dude. We're, we're, yeah. we're just as good, right? Uh, but anyway, you can go ahead and see that video on our. I think we're gonna post it on our Facebook as well as Pink Smoke. If you haven't done so already, go ahead, shoot us a DM. Pink Smoke is live. It's hitting you weekly. It's bringing you the hottest Inter Miami news that we do not cover on the pod. So go ahead and do so. But and it's going to be free till at least the season starts. Exactly. And then, you know, get in now while you can. Exactly. Save yourself a few thousand dollars. Just kidding. <laughs> But anyway, Jay, what thousand pennies, maybe? What's no, on, what's next for uh, Pabs in his career? Uh, so next up, he will be uh, you know continue streaming every week on uh, Thursday through Sunday nights on Inter Miami CF's Twitch and YouTube channel. He will also try and qualify for a place in the FIFA 21 Global Series, which is a tournament consisting of the best FIFA players in the world. Kind of think of that like the FIFA Club World Cup. Uh, by ranking as one of the top 16 FIFA 21 players in North America on PS4. Similar to the EMLS Cup, there is a broadcast event for every regional qualifier in which only the top six players qualify. Uh, IMCF PABS will be competing in qualifiers on March 27th and 28th and on April 17th and April 18th. You can follow them on Twitter. It's at IMCF underscore Pabs, P-A-B-S. What a legend. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Just hanging out follow. with Huli Kronza in the back room, Mike. No, chill, Louie. Uh, chill, chill. I, I got to take this interview. Whoa, whoa. R rumored, rumored to be. Allegedly. Allegedly, sir. <laughs> but, uh, but no, we're just about done with this episode of the Inner Miami podcast. But before we get out of here, there was one rumor jay oh yeah and oh man i was excited about this but it was um the rumor was for marcelo from uh real madrid legendary legendary uh real madrid player legendary brazilian national team player i i was very excited to see this i think it, it would be a, a possibility you know beckham obviously has his ties to real madrid after playing there but my gut feeling tells me this is not going to be uh, something that does happen because we did just get Kieran Gibbs. I think this was a backup plan to Kieran Gibbs. And, um, you know, but you never know. You never know. This is the MLS and this is David Beckham. So we'll go ahead and see what's going on. But that is it. We are at the end of the Inner Miami podcast. This is, this is season two, episode 54. 
coming to you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. If you like this podcast, go ahead, drop us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We would definitely appreciate it. And if you don't wanna miss an episode of IMPC, go ahead, click that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. Go ahead, tell your friends, do your thing, and feel free to follow us on social media at Inter Miami Podcast for Instagram, Facebook, and on Twitter, Inter MIA Podcast. So go ahead and do so, and if you don't already, what are you doing? Go ahead, DM us, subscribe to Pink Smoke. And guess what? We got a special episode dropping tomorrow, everybody. Tomorrow, new episode of Inner Miami Podcast, introduction to Than Harrington. Don't miss it. He's gonna be the new correspondent for the Academies and FTLCF. Until then, vamos Miami. Vamos Miami.